0: Hello there, faithful listener. You've tuned in to season seven of the Bible Explained podcast. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee, because today we are going to be discussing the book of 1 Samuel. Howdy and good morning, faithful listeners, and welcome to the Bible Explained podcast. And hi, my name is Jen. I am the host of this podcast. And you know what? I'm going to jump right into scripture today because sometimes I feel like I jibber jabber your ear off without getting to the point of this podcast, which is to read the Bible. So let's read First Samuel chapter nine verses 15 through 27. And just a quick recap. Saul had just been introduced, and we know that Saul is about to become the first king of Israel. And so Saul, who was a Benjamite, had some donkeys go missing. And so he's traveling all over to the neighboring towns looking for these missing donkeys. And finally, he's about to give up when his servant says you know, we should go and find Samuel because Samuel is a prophet and maybe he can tell us where these donkeys are. And so Saul's like, great idea. Let's go find Samuel. Let's see if he knows where the donkeys are. We'll pay him for his services. So they're traveling along looking for Samuel and they're about to find him. So let's read first Samuel chapter nine, verses 15 through 27. And we're going to see how Saul responds to hearing that he is going to be the first king of Israel. Now, Yahweh had revealed to Samuel a day before Saul came saying, tomorrow about this time, I will send you a man out of the land of Benjamin and you shall anoint him to be prince over my people, Israel. He will save my people out of the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because their cry has come to me. When Samuel saw Saul, Yahweh said to him, behold, the man of whom I speak to you, He will have authority over my people. Then Saul approached Samuel in the gateway and said, Please tell me where the seer's house is. Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you are to eat with me today. In the morning I will let you go and will tell you all that is in your heart. As for your donkeys who were lost three days ago, don't set your mind on them, for they have been found. For whom does all of Israel desire? Is it not you and all of your father's house? Saul answered, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel? And my family is the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin. Why then do you speak to me like this? Samuel took Saul and his servant and brought them into the guest room and made them sit in the best place among those who were invited, who were about 30 persons. Samuel said to the cook, bring the portion which I gave of you, of which I said to you, set it aside. The cook took up the thigh and that which was on it and set it before Saul. Samuel said, behold, that which has been reserved. Set it before yourself and eat, because it has been kept for you for the appointed time. For I said, I have invited the people. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. When they had come down from the high place into the city, he talked with Saul on the housetop. They arose early and about daybreak, Samuel called Saul on the housetop saying, Get up that I may send you away. Saul arose and they both went outside, he and Samuel together. And as they were going down at the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, tell the servant to go on ahead of you. Tell the servant to go on ahead of us. He went ahead and then Samuel said, but stand still first that I may cause you to hear God's message. Okay. So according to today's portion of scripture, it's pretty clear that Samuel, the high priest of Israel, and also the the head judge of Israel knew that Saul was going to come to him because God actually informed Samuel that Saul would becoming the very next day. So Samuel was looking out for Saul. He knew that whatever young man God pointed out to him was going to be the next king of Israel. So Samuel is walking down the mountain, it looks like, and Saul is walking up because it looks like this city or this place of sacrifice was on a high place. And I'll get to that in a moment. But Samuel was walking down and Saul was walking up. And so Saul sees Samuel. And he doesn't know who the prophet is yet that he had heard about. So he asks Samuel, he's like, hey, do you know where the seer's house is? And seer was just an old fashioned word that meant prophet. So Saul is like, hey, where is the prophet? Where does he live? And so Samuel gets a message from God right then and there is that this young man in front of him is going to be the next king of Israel. So Samuel answers Saul and he says, I am the seer. So, keep going up to the high place because you're going to eat with me today. And in the morning, I'll let you go back to your father's house and I'm going to talk to you about some stuff. I'm going to tell you everything that is in your heart, is what Samuel says. Then he mentions something kind of interesting. He says, As for your donkeys who were lost three days ago, don't worry about them because they've been found. And the reason I want you to stay with me today is because. Israel desires you and all of your father's house. So of course, Saul is standing there and he's looking down on Samuel. (laughs) Because don't forget that Saul was a very tall man. He's looking down on Samuel and he's probably like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And that's basically what Saul says. He's like, "Um, why are you talking to me this way? First and foremost, I just met you. And secondly, I am not a prominent man, is what he says. He says, my family and I are least of all the families in Benjamin. And also Benjamin is a small tribe. So Saul is confused. And personally, I do think this was a very humble response that Saul had. I think that, you know, even though it says at the beginning of the chapter that Saul's family was not small. In fact, Saul's father was a very prominent man. Saul does seem to have a very humble attitude in general, just from what we've read in this chapter. Because if you look at Saul, first and foremost, he obeyed his father to go look for those donkeys. Secondly, he took a long time to look for those donkeys. He didn't just give up after a day. Like he was out there for three days looking for these donkeys. So that does tell you something about Saul's personality. And thirdly, if you look at Saul's servant, It was almost like they were best friends. Like it did not seem at all like a master and servant relationship if you look at the dialogue between the two men. Saul was very friendly with his servant and vice versa. Like they talked back and forth on a very equal level. And then, lastly, of course, Saul's response to Samuel was very humble he was like well I don't you know I, I don't know what you're talking about because I'm from a small tribe and my family is small and you know i don't I'm not deserving of this honor so there is a few reasons why I think God chose Saul personally if you look forward into the story of Saul being the first king of Israel or if you know the story, you know that Saul was not a very good king okay he- He becomes very, um, very angry and very stressed about his position as king, wanting to keep his position as king. And in some ways he becomes very arrogant and he never really obeyed God very well. So why did God choose Saul? I think there is a few reasons actually why God chose Saul. First and foremost, he did start out as a pretty good king. And secondly, it says right here, it says in verse 16, tomorrow about this time, I will send you a man out of the land of Benjamin. You shall anoint him to be prince over my people of Israel. He will save my people out of the hand of the Philistines, for I have looked upon my people because their cry has come to me. God chose Saul because Saul would be the best leader at that time period to get the Israelites away from the rule of the Philistines. We know that the Philistines had a heavy hand on Israel this time period, because if you move forward a few chapters, it actually says in First Samuel 13 that the Philistines basically would not allow any blacksmiths in Israel. So that shows how in control the Philistines really were, that the Hebrews couldn't even have blacksmiths living in their area for fear that the Hebrews would make weaponry, you know. So the the Philistines really had a lot of control over Israel in order to order blacksmiths to basically not exist in Israel. So Israel was very, very, very weighed down by the Philistines. Saul was the best person for the job, at least to start. Now, another interesting thing about why God might have chosen Saul is because Saul's name, Saul, actually means in Hebrew, prayed for or asked for. Meaning that the people asked for a king (laughs) and Saul's name means asked for. And so that's another little interesting tidbit. The people wanted a king and Saul was the asked for king and he was a a very imperfect king, but yet God chose him and he was the best person for the job to start. But anyway, Samuel and Saul have this little encounter and Samuel reveals that he is the prophet or the seer. And he tells Saul right away about the donkeys. And Saul didn't even ask about the donkeys yet. Like basically all Saul said, hey, how do I find the seer? And Samuel is like, I am the seer. Also, your donkeys are found and you're going to be the king of Israel. (laughs) So this was a lot for Saul to hear. And uh, he's just like, that's that's kind of crazy. But Samuel convinces Saul to stay for another day and have a feast with Samuel. So that's what happens. It says that Samuel took Saul and Saul's servant and brought them into the guest room and made them sit in the best place among those who were invited. And there are about 30 people that were invited. And so Samuel makes Saul the guest of honor. So back in these days, there was like a seat of honor at parties and it was usually next to the host And so whoever the host wanted to honor at his parties, he would have them sit in that seat. He might give them a special portion of food, something along those lines. Actually, Jesus talks about this in the New Testament. He mentions, don't try to vie for the the seat of honor because if you sit there and uh, the host later on brings a guest in who he actually wants to seat at the seat of honor, it will be embarrassing for the person sitting there to have to move down to another lower class seat. Instead, Jesus tells people, don't try to get in the seat of honor. Instead, sit at the lowest place, like humble yourself. And then when the the host sees you humbling yourself at the lowest place, then you will be honored in front of everybody, right? When the host is like, hey, come up here and sit next to me, basically. So just interesting little parable that Jesus talks regarding the seat of honor, but that was what they did back in these days. There was a seat of honor. And so Saul gets the seat of honor right next to Samuel at this feast. And so Samuel goes and talks to the cook in the back and he's like, Hey, you know, bring out that choice piece of meat that I set aside. And so the cook cooks up a choice piece of meat and the meat happened to be a thigh. And I think other versions say that it was a shoulder and people have gone into depth, I guess, about the significance of the piece of meat that Saul gets, but I don't know how much significance it really had. (laughs) Um, But anyway, Samuel just gets Saul the best piece of meat and he gives it to Saul. And so Saul eats it and parties and it's just a merry time and it doesn't say that anything else happened here, but it does say that after the party, Saul and Samuel come down from the high place. Okay. And that's what it says in verse 25. When they had come down from the high place into the city, he talked with Saul on the housetop. Okay. So you guys might remember that high places were almost always associated with idol worship. And it is interesting to note that in the previous chapter, and I did not go over this at all, it actually says that Samuel set up an altar in Rama. OK, and presumably, of course, it was an altar to worship God with. It wasn't like an idol worship altar or anything like that. It was a, an altar for worship of God. But was it correct for Samuel to set up an altar that was not part of the place that God told the people to go to worship him because God had specifically said to the people do not set up any specific altars other than at the place that I tell you to go and only sacrifice when the priest is there don't just be sacrificing animals in your backyard like don't do that go to the place I tell you and have the priest sacrifice the animal so was it right for Samuel to set up an altar I don't know if I'm being honest with you because we do know that something happened to the temple in Shiloh after the ark was gone. Most likely the Philistines came in and destroyed it. It's very possible. So at this point in time, it's very likely that there was no meeting place, that there was no specific gathering place. And perhaps God had told Samuel to set up an altar. Since Samuel was the high priest, maybe there's a past there. But I should mention here, when it says that Samuel and Saul came down from the high place, it's not the rule that a high place was for idol worship. Because we do know that the temple ended up being on a mountain later on, and uh, it was considered the high place, right? And it wasn't associated with idol worship at all. It was associated with Yahweh worship. So just because we see a high place here mentioned in scripture, where Samuel and Saul are coming down from, That does not mean it was a place of idol worship. It could have just been the place where the altar was and where Samuel offered the sacrifices to God because there was no temple any longer in Shiloh. So I just want to clarify that and point that out. Either way, even if Samuel was in the wrong for setting up a different altar than the one that God had asked for, it does not mean that Samuel was performing idol worship or something along those lines, because he was not. Scripture is pretty clear that Samuel worshiped God with his whole heart. Now, of course, he was human. He made mistakes like the rest of us. But anyway, moving forward in the story, it says they come down from the the feast that they had, the feast to God and after the sacrifices. And it says that Samuel and Saul basically talked all night on the rooftop, because we know that, uh, houses back in those days, you could go up to the roof and it was like a nice private location where people could talk and chat and stuff like that. So they're, they're talking up on the housetop and it says after that they arose early and at daybreak, Samuel called Saul up to the housetop again and he said, get up that I may send you away. <laughs> so he's like, all right, it's time to wake up. I'm going to send you out on your way. Let's go. So Saul wakes up and they both go outside and he and Samuel together. And then it says that as they were going down the city, Samuel actually asks Saul to send his servant ahead. So he's like, Saul, I want to have a private conversation with just you. So Saul does it. He sends his servant ahead and he and Samuel start chatting alone. So that means that it's very possible that the rooftop even though it was a private location, it was not the most private location, meaning that Samuel's servants could have been around listening, meaning that Saul's servant could have been up there with him listening. And uh, especially since it looks like Saul and that servant got along really well and they were friends, it's very possible that, you know, the servant was up there listening into the the whole story. And probably what Samuel was sharing up on that housetop was just the fact that Saul was about to become the first king of Israel. And Saul, being a (laughs) being a man who didn't even know who Samuel was, you know, before this encounter, basically, doesn't seem like he was very caught up on current events. You know, he doesn't seem like he was very interested in religion or politics or even the ways of God. So, so Samuel had to share all of these things that Saul did not know with him. And he probably shared like, Hey, the people have been asking for and have been wanting a King. And God revealed to me that you are going to be the next King of Israel. Alrighty faithful listeners, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you guys tomorrow for an episode out of the book of Acts 6am or whenever you choose to wake up and listen. Happy listening and God bless.